0: (laughs) You're listening first time
1: dance! With me, Richard Innes.
0: And me, Steve Meyer.
1: Today we're going to be talking about boys' toys, girls' toys, what makes a boys' toy, what makes a girls' toy. Is there such a thing as a boys' toy and a girls' toy? Uh, And we are joined by a very special guest in order to to have this very conversation.
0: Yeah, we're joined by James Miller, who's a journalist and author. uh, And we are going to talk, as Rich said, about girls' toys, boys' toys. But I think, James, do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about why we're talking to you and where your position comes from on this?
1: Yeah,
2: well, we started out, uh, myself and my partner started the Gender Diary Twitter account. Ooh, oh, blimey. A long time ago now, about five or six years ago now, um, after... Our son was born. We already had a daughter who was coming up three and then we had a son and we noticed they were being treated differently. So there's funny, subtle little differences here. Um, That led us on to, bizarrely, a book by a German lawyer called uh there's a good girl uh which i managed to track down on ebay a copy of this in english and gave it to my partner for christmas which was like the best christmas present i've ever given her
1: bizarrely uh, I'm, not sure if, I'm not sure my wife would feel brilliant if i gave her a book by a german lawyer but perhaps she would i don't well, know
2: you might yes, she i've might, been getting rubbish presents for years yeah. <laughs> <What's that laughs> like? i she and she it. That, yeah. I would never get there by accident but um this book this this lawyer she had a daughter in uh early 80s and she kept a note of all the different ways this a daughter was treated compared to boys. For example, there's a good girl. The idea that girls are told there's a good girl to keep them in line as boys. Oh, boys will be boys. They can do what they like, sort of thing. Um, we obviously live in the 21st century. We thought this would be a good idea to, to sort of copy, but we've got Twitter now. Yeah. So we did it on Twitter. So we set up uh, the Gender Diary Twitter account just, to, just for our own purposes. Um, turned out there's lots of people out there who have similar views, um, so we sort of piled in we sort of became part of this community there is on Twitter already that led on to a book which came out last summer called The Gender Agenda mm. um, which is sort of tweets and some blogs and various bits all, all pulled together on uh, the sort of different ways we te- treat boys and girls and I mean you mentioned toys I mean the, the one that sort of didn't exactly start it all but the very early one we noticed was a son a daughter got given uh, a little white teddy bear with a pink hat and her son got given a knitted dinosaur with big shiny sharp teeth and you know Which there you by go the same person no these were by different people but these were sort of yeah um you know indicative exactly yeah, of the sort absolutely. of presence they were getting you know she didn't get given any dinosaurs when she was born and he didn't get given any
1: little certainly not little fluffy teddy bears with
2: pink hats because
1: pinks are girls exactly to be, to be honest this is this is where the conversation started with steve and i and where we started discussing well maybe we, we want to talk to someone who's got a bit more experience in this because Steve, as for, for people who haven't listened to the previous episode, Steve's boy, Jackson, is not is 20 months now. Yeah. 20 months old. My son, Ben, is eight months old. Uh, and we were having this discussion on this very topic where I think I was talking about the fact that Ben likes to bang his drum. And, he's, and he does. He, he, does. He, he's, he does bang a drum. <laughs> but he's he's just at the point of sitting upright. So, of course, we want to give him something that he can do while now in his you know, newfound freedom of being able to sit upright and he's sitting there banging on this drum that makes it an unholy racket, and I did suddenly dawn on me. I'm sitting there encouraging, oh, go on, son, bang, 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 go on, smash, 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 smash. And it suddenly dawned on me, if if this was a daughter rather than a son, would I be, say, would I be saying the same things? I'm not sure I would. And it, it was quite a scary thought, because I've always tried to believe that, you know, as I'm sure you do, James, mm-hmm. that, that this is, you know, we don't want to be steering our children down these stereotypical routes. And but...
0: I, yeah, and I... I... In the same conversation, we we're talking about Jackson and the fact that he's obsessed with cars. Everything's car, 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 and he likes diggers and he likes police cars and fire engines and anything that's loud. And I found myself buying him cars, toy cars, yeah. and I don't know whether that's reinforcing it—the fact that—and I associate cars with being boys' toy and in inverted yeah. commas just yeah. because of you know my my age. Probably limiting well, what your yeah. childhood as is- well. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, James? Where did you know your experience where does that come from? That it's a it's a weird thing apart from it, cars
2: a very easy word to say. That always helps. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean, yeah, we we found that. We found I remember the first literally the first day I took my daughter to her first nursery, um, and they said, Come and play at the girls with the girls at the girls' table. There was already a boys' table and girl's table. Of course the boys' table had cars on it. And the girls' table had, you know, kitchen stuff, little plates and saucers and all this sort of stuff. Uh, you know they're being directed from the off. Now, if you said to the, the play leader or teacher or whatever you want to call them, um, you know, are you a massive sexist? they are going, oh no, of course not, I'm not. You know, but it's it's there. The thing one of, one of the things we found from doing the, this whole project, if you like the book, um, there's a few surprises along the way. I mean, we sort of started out very much, as you say, sort of gender neutral or maybe much feminist, going like we've got to do that. You know, we've got to do this for our daughter. We've got to make an equal world. Um, is that we to blame. We one of the things we discovered along the way is, oh, actually, this is hugely deeply ingrained, this, you know, gender segregation. And we do it as well. And you have to kind of, you can't beat yourself up too much about it. Um, the very fact you're aware of it is you're ahead of a lot of people there on that one. That's that's a good sign that you're actually spotting it. Um you can't wipe it out together altogether. Um, you know, you get these people that say they're gonna raise their children gender neutral. I think Paloma Faith Yes. Recently said she's going to raise her children to the point neutral. that
0: she hasn't said the sex. I don't think of yeah. the child. I don't I don't we don't even know whether it's boy or girl. Can't be done. You cannot raise your child gender <laughs> neutral, <I don't> and <laughs> if you try, that's the interesting thing. Is because
1: obviously you you have very strong views on this clearly, mm. um, and I, I share a lot of those views. But I guess I'd always assumed you know my wife and I when she was pregnant with Ben, we had the discussion about right the the, the nursery not going to be pink, it's not going to be blue. You know, yeah. it's, it's lovely, kind of light grey vibe, and it's all very gender neutral, and that's and that's exactly what we wanted, but. That's clearly not enough. That's as you're as you pointing out there that actually you find yourself, even with the best of intentions. Well, I mean, you pop- find yourself doing it, you know, it's impossible. Well, I'm assuming, I mean, we're all sitting here, men in a in the room,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. all obviously a reasonably similar age, I'm, I'm guessing, um, all had toy cars as kids mm-hmm. and guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, and you do when you're raising your children, inevitably, the only example you have to turn to is the way you were raised. Now, you've got other stuff, you know, there's books, all the rest of it you can turn to, but. That's the biggest influence. It's going to be the way you were raised. So even without thinking about it, you will inevitably end up, as you say, getting your son cars because, apart really anything, you want to play with the cars because you were doing it when you were little and you want to go back there and play with the cars. I love how to play with the it's it's a massive disappointment. <laughs> Neither of my children are that interested in playing with cars, <laughs>
0: but um, I guess that's why. Yeah, we get uh, grown men have model railways. Well, yes, exactly. It's all that sort of stuff. I mean, it, you know, it does go back to to
2: your upbringing. Um, and it inevitably influences. it and of course the other big influence is um, like I say you cannot bring children up gender neutral even if you want to unless Paloma Faith is going to keep her child in a sealed room until mm. they're 18 ain't going to happen because the minute you leave the house or the minute you put the telly on you know there's adverts yeah. showing boys playing with cars yep. there's the famous one that we refer to in in the book is the Argos catalogue if you look at the Argos catalogue from 1980 it's got lots of toys in it and that's it if you look at the Argos catalogue, something from a few years ago, I haven't seen this year's yet, so I can't, I'm can't. i not going to not going to uh, be there on them just yet. But um, it's got blue pages and pink pages.
1: Yeah. You know, all the same toys. So it's actually more, so as far as you're it's more segregated. It is. You know, than, I mean, you, gender lines than it was 30 years yeah. ago. You can go on,
2: uh, there are websites, you know, our our t- Twitter feed, and <laughs> yeah. it, you'll find it, uh, and you can see pictures from the 1981 and it's got uh, a little, you know, a little push and it's blue and red. No, they all kind of pick... it um, have got, got a little business. washing machine. It's
1: got a little Let's, kitchen. They're all in normal colours. It's just we're regressing because the, the idea that I had as we sat down to start talking about this was that we're talking from the more progressive side of things. you know.
0: The, but actually, you're suggesting that things have regressed rather than progressed. Maybe, maybe marketing has uh, improved, if that's the right word, and we are now realising that we're being sold, sold to much more... Uh, specifically rather mm. than just a general like toy shop yeah it's a very
2: weird one this the whole the pink and blue segregation Because obviously mm. we've had people like that toys be toys uh, and the whole issue around Hamleys having a boys floor and a girls floor and mm. obviously they've now taken down the boys and girls signs. lots of shops have done taking down the boys and girls signs still got a pink floor and a blue floor you know, <laughs> it's still pretty obvious there's still plenty yeah. of signifiers there but
0: there was a story wasn't there recently uh, about Clark's Shoes. Oh, yeah. Where the boy's shoe was called the racer, I think. Or oh, the, yes. the, um, I can't remember what the girl's shoe I don't was know. Pretty, happens. delicate, right. uh, you know, sandal. And these are children where boy doesn't necessarily need a more robust shoe or no one needs. They can both be exactly the same mm. shoes, and they're in them for about, well, two months maximum.
2: Shoes is a, a, a bizarre thing. I mean, it's the thing you start talking about toys I mean Let Toys Be Toys I've done amazing work on toys um, because everybody knows about toys and it's a good way in but this is much bigger than just toys uh, um, the number of times we do events uh, we've gone into various sort of big companies to talk about what we do and, and stuff like that uh, we book launch and you end up talking about shoes the number of times you end up going down this weird shoe cul-de-sac but again all kids wear shoes so it matters and yeah um, every year this comes around in the summer it's School shoes, clerks have got funny names for their school shoes are funny styles. I mean It came out just when the book came out, so worked quite well for us this mm. year. But in the book, we refer to an issue from a couple of years ago. The same thing. It was a girls' model, and I think it was called "No Play Allowed." Yeah, it's called well, "Why Not?" Yeah. yeah, but of course, the, the the thing with shoes is the very design of the shoe, which is that boys' shoes are solids covered over. And girls, and the issue we've had is trying to get in front of our daughter. They have all these Mary Jane shoes. Mm-hmm. Now, I never knew what Mary Jane shoe mm-hmm. was they had a daughter. Yeah. But it's basically a shoe that's uncovered on the top with a single strap across. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of exposed sock or foot. or So, so completely that.
1: unpractical for splashing. In
2: exactly. In yeah. this country, yeah. Yeah. just daft. Whereas of course, yeah. boys can run around and do what they like. Yeah. Um, you know, clerks are getting better. That's the good thing, is this stuff is having an impact. You know, clerks
0: are paying attention and getting better. So uh, people, I, I get... Uh, the idea that there may be people listening to this, dads, who are saying, "Why does this matter? Why does it? Why do we care? I want to buy my son an action man. I want to buy my daughter a Barbie or a Cindy yeah. if they still exist." Let's let's run with it and take it further on. Why why does it why does it matter? It's just like it's like devil's advocate.
2: Yeah. Um, no, no, it's a, it's a it's a very good question. I mean, one of the problems you sometimes have with this stuff is that. Like on Twitter, we are this sort of Twitter community. We all talk to each other and go, isn't it awful? Yeah. You're not yeah. talking to any normal people, no. you know, as it were. No real people are actually following you and interested in this stuff. Um, it matters because it's about limits. That's that's the thing. It's about uh, the limits you put on children. No parent, surely if you said to any parent on the first day, do you want to put limits on your child's life? they say, no, I would hope. Um, and yet they do and they will. Because the minute you start saying these are for boys and these are for girls... Well, then, some stuff, by definition, is not for boys and not for girls, yeah. and that's where the problems is. You know, and it can be uh, whether that is, you know, say you want to get yourself an action man. You know, it's not that's a doll for a start, yeah. <laughs> which is a good sign, but it's a doll that fights. Yeah. So you're essentially saying, it, it, with that, you, you know, there are all these uh, signifiers and uh, just loads of other stuff yeah. that's attached to you, yeah. all the choice of clothes or toys or whatever um you're saying you know action man obviously he fights he's in the army he's not a terribly emotional chap. action man um you know doesn't care what he wears as long as it's practical for fighting because that's what boys do you know you're, yeah. you're immediately saying it's not okay to be emotional or care about yeah. your clothes or to not fight yeah. you know and the, and vice versa of course if you give a yeah. girl a doll um you're saying caring is for girls um, fighting is not for girls. I suggest fighting is that, it, just it, fighting's bad for
1: everyone. Sorry, but you know, you're, you're still you're putting limits on kids at the risk of getting kind of slightly deep and scientific and philosophical about this. Is there any evidence to suggest that there are these things inherently, these differences between boys and girls? Because I, I, I'm thinking back to a conversation I had with my my sister. Um, she has two girls and a boy, and we had a debate about this very thing. And she pointed out that actually, and she she was oh, adamant, no no did she say the thing? She was adamant that actually. We've tried one her her the same. Yeah, that one Which of her daughters just the same. you know, she, she had chosen that she liked the pink the pink fluffy stuff. Um, you know, that this was this was entirely her decision, that nothing had been pushed on her. Now I appreciate Now, yeah, with well, we all due respect to your sister. As cobblers, that is. <laughs> and she's going to love him. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I, I, think, I can say worse about her. Yeah, so I won't. But I am sure she's lovely. No, no. In in her defence, I think she would be she would be of of the the same mind as as the rest of us in here in terms of she would hate the idea that she was pushing anything on her child. So I think it's one of those things. Do where where do these external pressures come from? And is there a, is there any evidence that there is an inherent difference between girls and boys.
0: at birth? The brains are the same the bodies can be slightly different is that
1: um no I mean there's the right science science is complicated all
2: right let's start from that beginning <laughs> that point a lot of people try to claim it's not but it is um, is there any evidence no if you have kids up to the age of about two or three they will play with the same toys no matter what when you get to about two or three they start diverging what happens there children become aware of their own gender around the same age So they they start trying to really make sense of the world, who they are and how they fit in it. And that's the age when they start going, well, I'm a boy or I'm a girl. And therefore, boys do this and girls do that. I mean, it's very clear that that stuff kicks in at the same age. Um, So what can we do? Now, now, just to mention, to be fair, in the name of science, there is a weird experiment involved. Well, it's not weird, but it's the one that people often come up with. and, And you can debunk it. In monkeys... Uh, chimpanzee boys like playing with trucks, it turns out. So some people will go, oh, There you go. There's, there's your evidence. One, one, one experiment involving monkeys, which we are not, uh, showed that some monkeys like playing with trucks, which, yeah, I, I think it's fairly easy to say this is not robust science. No. Um, But, you know, to be only in the name of balance, it is there. But, no, I mean, it, if you look at. You know, if you look at our twitter feed or our book the risk of <laughs> keep plugging it yeah. what we found was we thought we'd be writing something you know once a week maybe a few times a week they would have noticed this we were writing something every day uh, often more than one thing because it's the drip drip it's the tiny yeah. little things and none of them individually necessarily matter but it builds up into a very
1: weighty but this goes back to my point that it's not there's no decision made and this is kind of what I was getting at before about the almost the frightening aspect of this is that even if you have the best of intentions even yeah. if you make a conscious decision as a parent to yeah. say I, I want to make sure that I'm not putting those limitations you have mm. described on my child that it's the cumulative effect of yeah. all these external social pressures and these, these things they come into contact with yeah. so that are going to add up to Yeah, so you're, you're kind of helpless then aren't you as a, as a dad uh, not helpless no because
2: you spot it for a start and um, and then you, you don't even have to fight it. You make your kids aware of it. That's, that's okay. the trick, is to talk to them and say to them, when, you know, Tree fruit Tom uh, is around, is... He's a super child cartoon. He's super off of I uh, yeah. counted him. He, uh, maybe he's not. He, he's, he's he's big, maybe, big, I don't know, it's what I've watched. I think he still is
0: around, but maybe Ben's slight
1: Ben's not quite got...
2: Yeah, right, yeah. Right. sitting down in front of the cartoon. Tree Fruit Tom's always flying around, beating up baddies and all the rest right, of it. Right, right. And... The female characters. He's got one female friend, you know, sort of token female friend, who she's all right. And then there's somebody called what's well, she called, Talk something or other, but she's like the sort of hippie Earth Mother of right, right. Tree. What do they call Tree or Tree Topia? I can't remember where he lives. Um, brilliant. I right. <laughs> <laughs> mean, it's that class. <laughs> that you, you say to your your kids, you go, "Well, hang on, how come he's doing all that and the girls aren't doing very much? Yeah. You just raise it with your kids. Just equip them with the yeah. the critical faculties. Is is part of it. But you do have to be careful of the trouble with this again it's complicated unfortunately mm-hmm. um, it's complicated um, you have to be careful of not uh, demonising pink and princessy stuff yes because absolutely. then you fall into the trick of going pink princesses that's girl stuff that's bad therefore girls are bad yeah. you know yeah. whether that's to your daughter or your son you do not want to go down this route of girl stuff is inherently bad yeah, you know, and it gets... How do you then tackle the princess culture?
0: It sounds like if you're a dad or a mum, and just at this point, if you are a dad or a mum listening to this and you've got a view, then please do email us at uh, firsttimedads.chimsymirror.com or leave a comment in the iTunes comment section underneath the podcast. Um, if you're aware, you're being aware of what's going on, how... how children are be your children are being sold to or treated in environments that perhaps you haven't got the control over so jackson goes to nursery and that's t- you know nine eight nine hours a day yeah. where i'm not there yeah, control where i don't have control and you see some because there's behavior that he is gathering which i notice at mm. home even as simple as a nursery i was a, i took him to uh toddler gym at the weekend, so uh, loads of like kind of beams and stuff to climb on, and there was a sing-along at the end, and there was a nursery rhyme which my wife and I've never sung to him, which he knew all the words to, and knew all the <laughs> actions, and knew exactly, and it was a revelation, and I was like, where have you, where picked, this? Come where have you picked this up from? And it was the first time I kind of clocked that I actually he's picking up yeah. stuff a- externally to the impact that I have. So it sounds like if you were aware of all that, and then the change, the big changes that you can make, you can't obviously deal with every single... My new shop, mm. but, but little things. So recently, so I do the cooking in our house um, because I love it. And Jackson's fascinated because I pick him up from nursery and he comes home and he watches me cook all of the food. I stand him on a chair against the counter and he, he watches me cook all this food. So we the other day I had the day off and I took him we went to Aldi and Aldi was selling wooden... good day you. you're, you're a <laughs> great <Yes>. guy. <laughs> wow. on wow. way to swimming. <laughs> and there was uh, a wooden kitchen that you could buy for 30 quid oh yeah very good there were two wooden kitchens there was a gray wooden kitchen and there was a pink wooden kitchen um and i've never i've been to a few people's houses i've got a lot of friends uh i've never seen anyone have a pink kitchen i mean plenty faith might have a pink kitchen (laughs) (laughs) um but i've i've never seen a pink kitchen and i i bought him the gray one Mm. because it pink kitchen is not a reality we've actually got a great kitchen yeah. at home, and he loves this kitchen. And I, I don't know whether it says anything about, uh, you know, the the, the gender roles. So hopefully we've moved on from women cooking, men not cooking. Mm. But I thought, you know, there's a pink. I've made a, you know, I don't know mm. what decision I've made, yeah. but I've made some sort of decision. I mean, there's a couple of things. One of the things there
2: is, that it, just going back to the Argos catalogue, that, I mean, in days gone by, it would have just been a kitchen. And it's possible. I mean, We don't really know possible the reason you didn't have pink kitchens back in you know the 70s and 80s is because the women were going to do the cooking anyway obviously a boy wouldn't want a kitchen yeah because in the 70s and 80s boys yeah, weren't yeah, cooking yeah, yeah. um but yeah i mean the decision you're making i mean this if you'd bought the pink kitchen you really are making a statement that's the thing you are making it's the same if you buy you know, obviously got yeah. christmas coming up if you buy very notably gender neutral or even you know challenging the gender yeah. stereotypes yeah. further yeah. presents for your yeah. nieces nephews children whatever you're making a big statement yeah. there, um, and do you really want to be sitting there on Christmas morning talking about gender politics because yeah. you have bought your nephew this a tutu?
1: I think well, can, you can... maybe you should. Maybe I don't yes. know. And, but you yes. can drive yourself. You could drive yourself a loopy yeah. with this stuff. Mm-hmm. You can drive, you can drive yourself in circles. I say this as somebody who has been accused many times by people close to me of thinking about things too much, and I am one of those guys who will sit there and just work himself into a, into a frenzy constantly ticking something over and it can be something very simple and my wife who is much calmer and more rational than me will simply say it's fine it will just be fine that's okay and actually I, I do wonder if sometimes I, this is not to belittle the subject at yeah. all because it's very very important and I think it's, it's a vital subject but I do think there are going to be times where you just as a, as a father or a mother have to say I'm sure that's okay yeah I'm sure that's alright and as long as and as you say as long as you have the awareness and you're giving your child the awareness yeah it doesn't need to be a massive political debate with a toddler every day of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, part of the reason we packed it in eventually, uh, well, we still do the Twitter account, but we stopped
2: noting every single instance. Yeah. who we got mad. You know,
0: once you start
2: looking for it, you just, your eyes are opened and it's everywhere. I mean, the classic one is, uh, well, we have mentioned shoes, we mentioned toys. You go into a bookshop, um, they'll have, you know, the colouring book for boys and the colouring mm. book for girls. And they're the same book, but mm-hmm. one's got a blue cover, one's got a pink cover, one's got princesses, and one's got. Got lions. Um, it, it's uh, you know you can go into all the different pe- things that people said to us and did to us. The one that used to drive me mad and sort of will really inform my next book about fatherhood is um, being at Marks and Spencer's one day with the kids, and the lady came up and said, "Oh, you babysitting? Are you?" "You go that. "Oh, well, 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 no, 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 neither my yeah. children." "And of course the changing facilities are yeah. disabled, not the, or the ladies not in uh, the men." "Yeah, that sort of stuff." I mean, you mentioned. Uh, taking your kid to Aldi I took my kid to the post office
1: <laughs> boom <laughs> that's a tear. Yeah. that was like when
2: I first went part time to look after my son um, and again the guy said Oh, you're having a day out well again first of all I was like this is not a day out a trip to the post office is not yeah. a day out yeah. and secondly no i'm just doing normal stuff with my child yeah lots of women in the queue pushing children but they're not having a day
1: out they're yeah. just doing yeah, normal exactly. stuff being with my child is not a special occasion this yeah. is my life i am a father yeah so Ryan, but apparently control. a man being out with his kids is somehow yeah. either babysitting or a
0: day out or whatever it's still and this is obviously regular listeners will know this is my bad bear or, or something that i talk about a bit I, I, dad's looking after kids is still unusual during the day to see yeah. dad oh, yeah. looking after child pushing buggy because that's the way that society set up at the moment. Wow. That it's predominantly during the day. I went on Friday, uh, to a, uh, a lovely class with Jackson Music class uh, after Audi, uh, called R- Rucksack. You're music. On a busy day, you'd swim in Audi And I was <laughs> there, were probably 30 mums there with hmm. their children, and I was the only dad. Yeah. there and it's so it's it is unusual
2: it's also something you don't you're not aware of until you have children and do that stuff it's, I went part-time a few years ago to look after my son for a couple of years before he started school and you suddenly find there's always women around in the day yeah. uh, you know when you're at work all day you don't realize there's something you're around in yeah. the day The park is just rammed with
1: women (laughs) who are either pregnant or pushing buggies. You know, where do these people go? When I was on paternity leave, there was a point, I think, when Ben was, I guess, a couple of weeks old. And we'd had one of our first sort of days out, the three of us. We went to this pub near us in in East London and sat there having some lunch. And my wife pointed out to me that there were, I think we counted, about 30 different women, all of whom were there with buggies and prams. And I was literally the only man in the pub. I thought to myself, good God, you know, it wouldn't have been that many years ago where if I'd have been the only guy in a pub with 30 women, I thought, yes, yes. <laughs> it could not have been more different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's...
2: Um, you mentioned paternity leave. Yeah. Let's go there. If you want to mm-hmm. talk about how you uh, make things better, you model the alternative, that's the big thing, is yeah. as well as giving your children the critical faculties. So you go part-time, you uh, take shared parental leave. Shared parental leave is a massive step. Steve did you know, I've it. done you both of these yeah I mean you will suddenly if every man takes shared parental leave um, uh, even just a bit it'd be nice yeah. if, if we did it half and half they won't have the situation where there's just all these women around <laughs> around in yeah. the day it'll be men and women mm. and suddenly the children you are
1: with will look around and go well there's equal amounts of men and women mm. again, more, again just to know. play there was advocate on that I do, and this is a conversation I've had with my wife because this is something we we chat about and I wouldn't say we're worried about but we do discuss is the fact that there is the biological aspect there. Our son is still breastfed at this point. Mm. He's eight months old. And so we've had this discussion about, I I sometimes worry that I'm not as involved as I should be or Mm. that I'd want to be or that being the type of dad that I want to be. And she often says, well, the, you know, things like in the middle of the night in terms of getting up and looking, you know, going consoling. She are well, going need to feed. You know, what are you going to do? You know, it has to be me, doesn't it? But also just jump in. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. No, no. Oh, I'll, no. No. I'll just stay in bed yeah. oh, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> But also to play devil's advocate and to kind of like, you know, nip in the bud any sort of militant uh, feeding forum blogs that might oh, be yeah. after us. Yeah. Um, it is possible to express breast milk and feed a baby using a bottle. Yeah, yeah. And they are getting exactly the same thing. If that's your thing... Uh, and some obviously it's not possible for everybody uh, if they want to 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 breast to breastfeed. So you know, it's but not.
1: I guess always. my my point is that it's not necessarily a philosophical parenting decision. It is a practical decision. So for you know Ben won't take a bottle. So it's literally like he has to be on his yeah. mum's breast or, or it's not at all. So um, yeah, I mean I've done, I don't. I, 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 no, I think there are true, ways around it. But, but
2: I, I think, think it's, like, it's, it's not always quite as. Yeah, it's not entirely biological. I mean, yeah. You make a decision, everyone makes a decision about when they're going to start breastfeeding and yeah, yeah, breastfeeding, yeah, yeah. or, you know, well, that's a, that can be, a,
0: you know, whatever, mm-hmm. two weeks, three months, yes. a we year, did, three years, four years, whatever. And we did um, it when we did Share Prince Relief because that was the point at which... you had... Like, oh, we decided I was going to do print Prince Relief at nine months. We were like, Jackson's going to have to have a bottle yeah. because I'm not going to take Jackson on the train up to central London during my wife's lunch break so she can come out, <laughs> breastfeed him, and then I take him off again. Yeah. So... Mate, you're going to have to crack this. Was yeah. the conversation that I, Man, Jackson, that is the conversation we've started having? Uh, it will you know, crack to up. Feeds are on solids by then as
2: well. You know, the yeah, number yeah, of feeds yeah. should be coming down. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I said I'm working on another book, which is all about shared parental leave, and exactly that comes into a lot. Yeah. But there are everyone sort of mentioned that as an issue in their decision. Mm. But like I think as you get towards the end of yeah, when got parental to leave, leave go forward, you've got yeah. a year of parental leave. Certainly, as you say, by nine months that you can go down that route. So I mean, there are lots of others uh barriers to um shared parental leave being taken up as it should be in a more wide away, you know, gender pay gap, flexible working issues. There's lots of barriers. Um but it is a big one. I mean in terms of modelling the alternative mm, it's a big step forward and hopefully it'll get bigger and bigger. Yeah. And also doing really stuff like doing the cooking. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you're working full time just around do your share at the weekend or whatever yeah.
0: that's a really interesting way to look at it is to imagine the alternative mm. of what the, the, what the status quo is and do as much as possible yeah. of the alternative and it's going to be not one size fits all everyone's going to be doing slightly different things we've spoken before about some dads that don't have the option to do the share print or let's say work maybe on our oil rig for six months yes. a year or they're in the armed forces and they can't do that mm-hmm. sort of thing um and it shouldn't be something that's used to, to beat dad's a bit yeah. you must, you must, you must, you must But there'd be other other things Yeah alternative that, As you say in terms
1: of doing your bit and being as involved as as you physically can. Yeah. yeah, I mean the big parenting mantra for every part is good enough is good enough. Yeah. You know, don't beat yourself up. You know, that you that is off. something I find not thinking very, about lying too. there at three in the morning and you do you're constantly kind of criticising yourself as a father Am I doing enough? Am I doing this right? Am I doing that like right? mm-hmm. it's as you say, you have to at some point It's already putting you ahead of most other parents, <laughs> you know. Uh, right, but you, this side. is my point, is you can drive yourself... Locally. There was one there was one sort of slightly broader issue, because time's ticking along, and I wanted to, on this subject, something that's that was in my mind, that, that, that came back to me in terms of when um, Lindsay, my wife, was pregnant with Ben. And when we found out we were having a son... Well, we found out we had a son when he was born. And in those first couple of weeks, there was a, a, a kind of internal dialogue I was having with myself where I was thinking... Having a son, being at the football with my little boy. I'm I'm a big football fan, I go yeah, football. And I immediately was jumping on myself as saying, Stop that. Stop you can't you can't go down. So I and I ended up having this discussion with him, like, well, you know, if he wants to go to ballet or whatever it might be, you know what I mean? Then we'll we'll do that. Whatever he wants, whatever he wants that he is happy with, mm. he will make that choice and I will fully support him in that and that's what we'll do. So and but he's the, two weeks old and in these two <laughs> weeks, I was total, And I'm already exactly. kind of, I'm, I'm kind of tearing myself in these two directions, thinking, oh, that's be, you know, because that's the sort of, I don't know that's the old-fashioned dad yeah. dream, isn't it? Oh, I take my son to football and we have a day out of the football. Well, now we may end up doing that. He may decide that he likes football and that's that's where what we'll do. Yeah. But I've, it's this craziness where you're already kind of beating th- yourself up and saying, no, 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 that's not the way I should be doing it.
0: The way I thought about it, I thought the same thing. Was then I went to football on my own. Mm. And stood in a premiership ground, watched the premiership ground and heard the chanting yeah, yeah. and the shouting and the language and looked around at the behaviour yeah. and thought, would I want exactly. my little, beautiful, innocent little mm-hmm. boy to be exposed to hear this? To this? No, and then would- that sort of starts to make you think, well, do I want him... Even Likeable. to like football. Yeah. Is this something possible? And you watch a match on the TV and you see players go down and call for the ball when it's been kicked off by someone else. And they pretend they've been kicked and they haven't. And you, all of those behaviours, do you want to reinforce, I don't know, it's got me thinking about it
2: yeah I mean again it feeds into I mean it's twist if I was still keeping notes of everything that's that happens you you just said maybe he wants to do ballet imagine that maybe he'd want to do ballet the very way you said ballet that would be a surprise it built it and and inevitably inevitably when he says I want to go to ballet you're going to go and just sort of jump slightly, even if you don't want to. They'll be going some, to try my level first. So, of course. He's so. it not want to go to ballet because no boys go to ballet, you know. But um, as for football, well, I mean, how many pages of football do coverage do you give over in the Daily Mirror? Quite Tons. True. You yeah. can't avoid the football. No. That's the trouble. It's on the telly. It's everywhere. But I don't think I, that I think should. That
1: he should have to avoid football. I mean, that seems
0: yeah. uh, that seems extreme. No, I don't. But I don't think necessarily football. You know, there is. <laughs> plenty of girls that play football. Football is a, you know... We've...
2: Yeah, I mean, on the football issues, we, um, I support uh, the greatest team in the country, Crystal Palace, obviously. Um, and um, I've, a team <laughs> I've taken my... I'm not aware of it. Um, I've taken my... Apart from Chelsea, because the only team we beat all year. Um, I've taken my daughter to South West Park to see football. And it was noisy, and it was... She maybe picked up a few new words that she hadn't heard before. Um, a few... A couple of weeks later, we were in the park in Crystal Palace Park, and saw Crystal Palace ladies playing in the old athletics stadium, oh, yeah, cool. where there's nobody there. You know, there was thirty-five thousand people turned up to watch the men. Yeah. There was literally, you know, a couple of sort uh, of coaches and maybe some friends and family in this massive deserted stadium mm-hmm. watching the ladies. And clearly, somewhere they're going to go. Oh, hang on, what's the difference between yeah. the match, that match and this match? Yeah. What's what's why is that one important? And lots of people want to go to that one, and nobody wants to go to this one. Um, interestingly, just on the, the football thing, one of the things we found um, talking to a, a sports scientist through the, the, the Twitter feed was that um, if you want your daughters to be interested in sport, uh, the mothers need to take them. Or a lot of mothers. I think I... It's often men, and I'm guilty of this, I've taken my daughter to sport. I mean, very much tried to get her interested in sport. I mean, I took her to the Olympics when that was on and then to Selvest Park. Um But if I'm taking her, it's still perceived as, kids still perceive it as, well, that's a man's area because Daddy's taking me. Whereas if mothers take their children, you know, boys and girls to sport, then that helps all your mothers yeah. and fathers
0: go. You're supposed to to Rich, take Ben to ballet. Absolutely. I like that. would be wrong for the I mean, day. that's, great. Great. Yeah, that's just, just in
1: my defense, I was not criticizing ballet. I was saying if he wants to go to ballet, then that, that'd be absolutely no. fine. my wife was a very good ballet in her younger days. Well, they, yeah, there you go, you see, because girls do, girls uh, naturally seem
2: to yeah. go, well, not naturally at all, but um, it seems natural the way yeah. all, so many girls, my daughter's friends, go and do ballet, yeah. and you go, well, why? I mean, my daughter hasn't, she'd love to, but, you know, again, partly, maybe that's, we're being far too gender neutral, it's like, I don't, really, I don't even get that interested, yeah. and I don't really want to encourage it you, because you're not going to become a ballerina, you're just doing because everybody wants to do it, and ballet seems pretty horrible anyway, as far as I can, ascertain. ballet teachers are...
1: Pretty, I, I feel pretty 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 tough. People. I feel a lot more pressure than I did 45 minutes ago. I honestly do. I, I feel. I feel. I feel this weight of yeah. pressure. And this, is, this,
0: this is this is why we're having these these conversations, isn't it? Is to kind of explore these yeah, yeah, these yeah. feelings and, and and these these areas that we perhaps as 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 men don't talk about. I mean, James, before we came on uh, uh, the podcast, you were telling us about conversations that you used to have in the pub. Yeah. And we don't have these conversations in, in the pub with our mates. We're talking generally about others. Well, maybe we should be yeah. having these conversations. But I'm aware we're, we're sort of reaching the end. But James, presumably your children aren't going to be listening to this podcast.
2: I wouldn't imagine so, no. So,
0: in which case, can I ask you what you're getting for Christmas?
2: I don't know. Oh. Uh, because, well, interestingly, well, I've, they just came up a Christmas list yesterday. And my daughter's runs to about 40 things. Uh, which includes a thing called a designer friend, which is a big doll from Argos. She ain't getting that. Like that. Uh, she asks for that every year. They're horrible, just you know, crappy Creepy. dolls. Uh, um, and my son doesn't really want anything. Although, well, that's not true. The one thing he asked for is Nerf guns. Okay, there you go. He's. I mean, this is the thing. We're not claiming to be perfect. No, they, no. they've fallen into. She's had Barbies in previous yeah. years. When she was three, the childminder gave her uh, a box of three Barbies for Christmas, and luckily, the paper broke a bit. So we could see where it was. So it disappeared to the back of the cupboard. Okay. And these three sad Barbies still live at the back of the cupboard. <laughs> She's had other Barbies since then, but it's like not oh, three, you're not yeah. having Barbie. You yeah. don't need Barbie that age. Um so I don't know. He won't be getting a Nerf gun from us. Grandparents, of course, are out with my control. Yes. Uh, he does have a big Nerf gun, which he was given by his nanny. Uh which he loves, <laughs> but uh which his mother doesn't love. But that's fine, you know. I,
0: these you things to, are about, about getting lost. Don't it? well, it's a big, <laughs> flipping big gun.
2: It did get lost for a while, but it reappeared. We well, haven't even talked about go, exactly, so it. Exactly, the influence of grandparents. That, you know, the, the positive influence of his grandparents far outweighs the he fact gets, that he got a gun, which he wanted anyway, you know. But uh, the generational difference, you know, in terms yeah, of protection. Oh, yeah, I mean, they think we're completely mad. All their grandparents on this gender-neutral stuff, it's just boys and girls and different. So, no, I can't tell you what they're going to get for Christmas, to be honest. My daughter will get a bike... She knows that already. We've all thought a of that. a basket on the front. No. Like big... See, when she was three, absolutely, Not she a wanted a bike, and we got her a bike. And she, of course, wanted one with streamers yes. and a basket yes. and a seat on the back for her dolly. Yeah. And it was like, what do you do? You know, that's what she wants. Do you just get her a gender-neutral bike? Well, that would be far more sensible. But, of course, she ended up getting the one with the, the streamers. And... Yeah. Because it made her happy. Yeah, that's... Yes. You have to say, well, we live in this culture, and you can't beat it. Alone,
1: no, exactly. if you're just aware of it, we'll that's. See. I think that's a very interesting point, perhaps to end on. Actually, yeah. the idea of let's not forget child happiness, and actually, yeah. it's it's a balancing act, isn't it? Because you're looking at their long-term mental health, their long-term happiness, and you're looking at their immediate happiness, and you have to strike the balance. Don't you? To be fair, the things she's
2: got from us tend to be gender neutral. But of course, Father Christmas brings presents. Yeah. Father Christmas is a massive sexist. <laughs> basically, <laughs> he whatever you ask, if you ask Father Christmas for something, he tends to bring it. Right? Yeah. Father Christmas does. doesn't have—he's yes. not gender neutral. So if you ask, yeah. but it's always it's Father more Christmas more, that brings the bike yeah. or the Barbie or whatever. I don't think Santa Claus has ever been described as a modern man. Has why is he? No. Why is he Father Christmas? Whoop, there you go. You know no, what are you telling children with the fact that this man, no, if a really the most important man in their lives, probably maybe even more important than their father. Yeah. Is this? Flipping is a
0: man. It's Father Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Well, James and Juice, Father Christmas. On that, on that, on that shell.
2: A total gender-neutral nutter. Yeah, we just, we just found away
1: with Father Christmas. We just found our headline: Father Christmas in sexist shocker.
0: <laughs> Thanks very much for coming in, James. Yeah, for uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, hope yeah. people have liked listening to us uh, talk about this. And please let us know. Um, email in firsttimedads at or leaving messages, as I've explained, underneath the uh, comment section on iTunes. And, and please do leave us some of your comments and reviews and subscribe, of course, you like it. Spread the word. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed, please, please do. And, uh, yeah, join us next time. Thanks again for listening.